0: Every heart, every woman. Ooh. Every heart, every woman. It's time to find balance and be refreshed here on Every Heart, every Woman. Every Heart, Every Woman. Get ready for uplifting music and inspiring interviews. to move forward as we share our life experiences mm-hmm. every, heart, every, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. every heart every woman now here's your host carla nivens Well,
1: welcome to the show, everyone. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host for the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. Before we jump into our interview for today, we're going to set the tone like we always do with some great music. This is It Is Well. It is performed by a group that I am in called For Change. Sit back and enjoy.
0: when though satan
1: should buffet though trials should come let this blessed assurance control that Christ has
0: regarded. My helpless state
1: and has shared Welcome back to the show, everyone. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host for the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. I hope you enjoyed It Is Well that is performed by uh, For Change. That's a group that I am a member of. Well, everyone, our radio show is a program of Love Ministries, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can go to Love Ministries Builds. Dot org Get all of the great information about Love Ministries, how to reach out to us, how to uh, become a part of our program programming, and how to volunteer. We actually have one event coming up that I want to tell you about. On Saturday, April 10th, Arlington Jones is playing in concert in the Texas tunes Arlington Jones and the Brethren. You can go to arlingtonjones.com to get more information about how to uh, be a part of this event and how to get tickets for that information. Arlingtonjones.com. Also, feel free at any time to check out my website, CarlaNivens.com. Well, I am so excited about our interview for today. I know this is going to be such a huge blessing to us. We are welcoming for the first time. Quay Woodard. Quay is an entrepreneur. She's a hairstylist. She's made great sacrifices as she talks about her newly published book, Triumphs in the Midst of Tribulations. This book is published by Rare Publishing. So, Quay, number one, thank you and welcome to the Every Heart, Every Woman
2: radio show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here.
1: Absolutely. Well, thank you for being here. We are so excited. Um, about learning all about the wonderful things that you are doing for uh, to build up the kingdom for the body, uh, the body of Christ. The first thing I want to ask you: we always ask everyone when they come. We want to know the backstory because there's always something in the backstory that blesses someone else, and we know that people, uh, our listeners, overcome as uh, we hear these testimonies and. I know that you in particular have a very powerful testimony. Would you share your backstory with us?
2: Yes. So um, I come from a single parent home, a mother with um, two younger siblings, um, whose one were seven years apart. And then the la- uh, last child were 17 years apart. And wow. so, yes, I know. Um, and so for me, being that I was the eldest of too, I was the one that was responsible for everyone and everything. Um, My mom, she worked a lot. Um, She made a lot of sacrifices to make sure that we were good. But um, so in my book, I talk about that um, and how it affected me. It was kind of like a domino effect where she had to be a single parent. So there was things that she had to do that affected me um, as I was growing up as a child Um, that so many of us other adults go through when we're growing up. And um, so it was very important for me to understand. I always wonder why I did the things that I did. And uh, so it was really important for me to write this book. I wrote this book to actually help people um, and talk about my childhood because I didn't have a voice. Um, So my backstory is just me being the typical teenager who was responsible for her siblings and really had to grow up fast. And in the midst of me growing up fast, there was a lot of tribulations and um, a pain that I went through. Um, so I talk about that now that I'm older to actually have the voice and speak for that younger self. And um, there was a lot of things and a lot of secrets that were kept just so that I wouldn't want get in trouble or, um, or anything else. So yes, that's my backstory. Like just you know, being the oldest and having to be responsible for everyone and um, the abuse and the suicidal thoughts, um, just because, just because I, you know, I couldn't understand why things were happening to me and what did I do? Um, So yes, that's my backstory.
1: Yeah. So how did, how did that play out when you became um, actually, an adult. So when you were younger, you had yeah. to take on the responsibility. I know my mom um, was in that same position. She was the oldest of six, and so she, you know, she had yeah. to become an adult really, really, really fast. Yeah,
2: because your parents look for you to to, yes. to take care or to help. Um, that sometimes can be overwhelming, and it's not that they did it in intentional. It's just the fact that. Who else? You know, especially Mm -hmm. my mom, she, you know, obviously didn't feel or didn't really have anyone that she trusted to take care of us. And I talk about that in the book. So Mm -hmm. it was left on me. Um, She trained me up to take care of my sister. I started taking care of my sister around about eight years old um, just because I had to be at the house with her. And so. But as an adult, I became very mature for at my young age. Everyone, I would say, you have an old soul. You, you know, you're very mature. I was mm-hmm. cooking, um, you know, having to clean. Um, and then with the abuse of the stress that my mom... And so in my book, I, I don't point the finger. I want people to understand. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I now that I'm an adult, I'm able to understand what everything and how everything is going. And mm-hmm. so as a child... It was hard to do that. And so, um, because my mom, she was, now that I'm an adult, I can identify that she may have been going through postpartum depression. And she would, you know, be very abusive with her words, with her, you know, physical abuse. And it was just, she couldn't control herself. She was a young mother. She had me um, at 20. Mm -hmm. And so, like, what do you do, you know? Like I right. think about all the mistakes and how young minded, immature I was at 20 and here she is 20 raising a, a, a new life um, mm-hmm. without the father who said he was going to help you get it? So I, now that right. I'm, I'm a, an adult, I can see that now, but as a child, you don't know none of these things. All you get mm-hmm. is the, the, <laughs> the after facts, after of everything that she's dealing with. And mm-hmm. she doesn't know how to communicate that. So, um, I want to be able to communicate that I want to break that cycle of dysfunction and learn how to use our words, communicate, show people and tell people you hurt me. This is why you hurt me. It's OK that we're not going to agree. So this is this is what I use my platform for now.
1: Yeah, I like that. So and and what I'm thinking is that listeners can um, this maybe could help us forms some of our words and 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 be able to have those hard conversations knowing that our young people um, you know really may be going through a couple of things that they really are not saying and maybe aren't able to say and it gives the adults kind of the freedom and the permission to go ahead let's let's check on our young people and, and yeah. see how they're doing talk about what they are going through.
2: Yes. Yes, I do. It's a two way street. Um, that's why my book, i and not just because I'm not biased because it's my book, but honestly, <laughs> it's so dope because there's so many dynamics to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's a 360 all the way around. I want people to to look at every dynamic, mm-hmm. um, whether it's the mother or the the who is still dealing with her parents. And I want mm-hmm. them to understand that their parents, too, had to grow up. Um, or it's the child who's bitter because they didn't have the best childhood. Well, your mother was going through, you get them to your parent. So it's a dynamic. I want everybody to look at it. Lauren, what's it in? And I want everyone to look at it um, from every perspective, or even the parent who thinks, oh, my child is just acting out. There's something that your child could be dealing with. Mm -hmm. So every dynamic, I want everybody to look at it as a whole and learn how to communicate. I want Parents do not shut it. See, we wasn't, I grew up in an era where we wasn't allowed to say anything. Um, we were only, you only speak when you're spoken to. And when grown folks are talking, you shut your mouth and that's that. We wasn't able to really have a voice. And so we become adults who don't know how to use our words. We become adults who don't know how to make life-threatening decisions. We don't, it affects all of that. So now as adults, we have to learn how to use our words, learn how to make decisions and for our family, for ourselves to grow. And so then that kind of stunts us because now we don't know how to communicate. Mm -hmm. Um, So yes, it's, 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 it's a never ending thing, but we have to stop and we have to start somewhere.
1: Right. Right. So why is it important to you that you share your story?
2: So (laughs) That was between me and God, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew as a child, I always wanted to write a book. I always wanted to write a story, tell my story. Um, but I was scared. Um, I was scared of what people may say, what people may think. Because again, the things that's in my book, my family did not know until I published the book. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had been holding a lot of things in for, I'm 32, for 32 or oh, however, on years, you know, um, mm-hmm. So it was really important for me. And not only that, when God spoke to me, I knew that he walked me through this. It was a purpose through my pain that needed to be out. I had to sacrifice my truth to reveal God's truth. Mm -hmm. And so that was very important to me um, to help heal other families um, and get that was. And honestly, my book was the ending process of the completion for my healing process. Mm-hmm. All these things I had went through, It was it, I was healing myself. So me getting all of that out, all that gunk, all of this stuff, and learning how to understand that, that was my ending process of healing. And this book was that. And so it was very important for me to get that ending process of healing out for myself and to help others while doing that so that so whoever's going through anything that I've went through, they can see like, oh, wow, she went through what I went through. And now I can use what she did and see if that works for me.
1: Yeah, I like that. So what are the top three things that you um, encourage people to do when they feel like I can't go any further? I'm I'm about to lose it. I'm going <laughs> to give up now. What do you encourage people to do?
2: There's a thing in my salon that I, I, I let my and I always tell people in my clients. First, trust the process. There's purpose in pain. You can't have purpose without pain. That's just the cards we were dealt. Mm-hmm. So trust the process is one. Two, delay but not denied. So if God has something for your life, then you're not, it's, it's yours. No one can take that away if God has gifted that to you. It may not come when you want it, but it's coming. So things may not, be right there, right when you want it. But it may seem delayed, but you're not denied of it. So that's two. And the last thing I tell my clients, be consistent. Be consistent and be intentional with the things that you want for your life. Everything that you want, it comes with a price tag. And not actually cash, but time, effort. Um, so be consistent in what you want for your life. And those are the three things I tell
0: people.
1: Yeah, I like that. And, and you know, when, when you're going through something and you're, you know, you're thinking, why in the world would the Lord be allowing this, you know, in, in my life? And, yes, I like what you're saying that, you know, if you if you're going to get somewhere, if you're going to achieve some level of success, there are going to be um, numerous barriers in yes, your way yes. more than one and you know we all need this toughness this mental toughness this mental resolve in order to continue to to uh keep going yes, we don't exactly. like the process of developing that <laughs> that toughness
2: <laughs> i hate <Exactly>. it <laughs> I, I look i asked god um there was a part in my book where i talk about me being homeless for a, a, a few for a little bit and mm-hmm when it happened, I sat in the hotel parking lot inside my car and I looked up and I said, Lord, why is this happening to me? Like I'm such a good person. Mm -hmm. And from that day on, so what he told me, it it helped my perspective um, so much more. Although he had been talking to me previous years in that moment, he told me what I needed to hear. He said, You're going through this because you're going to have to relate this to the next person. Now, in the midst of that, in in that moment, I didn't know I was going to be writing a book the next months later. I did not. Um, Mm -hmm. So months later, that's how that happened. And um, I looked up and when he told me that, he said, you're going to be, he said, you're strong enough and you're going to have to relate this to the next person. Basically, I took that as I have to go ahead and sacrifice what I'm going through to heal the next person. Basically, and that's why I tell people I had to sacrifice my truths and go through some things to reveal God's truth because people want tangible things. You want something that you can see, touch and feel. I'm a human being that you can see, touch and feel. So if you mm-hmm. see where I came from and how God used me, you can see that he can use you, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, it's. it's, yeah. it's yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's that's all a part of that process of it may be delayed, but it's not denied. You know, you're going to have to go through some things and you're going to have to learn to trust the Lord, trust that process. Like you said, um, develop that resolve so that you can you know, you really can keep going. And I love that. um, I love when I meet other people who um, feel the same way that I feel that you cannot keep what you have gone through a secret yeah. because yeah, yeah, uh, other people need to know your story and they need to know the truth of it. They need you to go ahead and put it out there and tell it all um, so that they can feel like, okay, my life is normal. Like their life is normal and normal doesn't mean no, you know, zero trouble. Honestly. Yes. (laughs) I wish we could get there, but you know, I don't know. Normal doesn't mean any trouble. <laughs> Normal means a person who is uh, continuing, maybe sometimes struggling to move forward, but continuing and, um, and and just won't give up, just like refuses to turn around, refuses yeah. to give up.
2: Yeah. That was another reason why it was easy for me um, they, or that played a part in me writing this book and telling my truth because a lot of people are scared. So I was like, well, and with the help of the lord because mm-hmm. I, I although i'm a transparent person the things that i put in the book i didn't want people to know mm-hmm. uh, but uh knowing that god had his hand in it, i knew that was a purpose for it and not, not only that there's a lot of people that still are not strong enough to tell their story so mm-hmm. i wanted to be not only my voice For myself but for them for these people this book is for people that don't they just don't have it in them to tell their story Mm -hmm. so i want to let them know that they're not alone and who you are i'm going to be the voice for you too because a lot of people are going to receive backlash and i did not care that me telling my truth i was going to receive backlash from family unfortunately that happens you know um Family is supposed to be your supportive ones. You would think that they would care enough to say, I'm sorry that this happened to you. Um, But unfortunately, some family members want you to keep those secrets in the family, you know, Um, and you get backlash. Um, I'm honest to say that I have not received any backlash. Um, I've I've received good, all good reviews. um, But there are people who, through my book, have got the courage to tell their story and receive backlash because their family feel like they should keep it all a secret and enough of that. We, we need to get healing, seek healing in the communities, enough of this secret stuff. People need to own up to their actions. All of us, you know, Um, and start living in our truth.
1: Mm -hmm. Right. And, and the other thing I'm thinking is your, you know, what, what if your freedom and your wholeness and the success you know that you are looking for in your life comes through this like this this is yeah. the pathway and yeah. when you're refusing to really be truthful and really be open and really be honest you're blocking yourself from where you really could be you know yeah. in life yeah That's yeah it. so your book Triumphs in the midst of tribulations I love it um by um Quay Woodard I want to make sure I say that over <laughs> time, so that people can get it in their their minds and their hearts. Triumphs in the midst of tribulations. What what do you want people to as they read it and they walk away from the book? What are the takeaways you're looking for people to to get? Um, oh,
2: let me see if I can do this on one hand. Um, <laughs> one, try to understand each other. Okay, forgiveness. Humble yourself. Communicate. Um, those are the the prime things that I want people to understand.
0: Mm-hmm. I want
2: you to understand that no one is perfect, and show people grace—the the same kind of grace that God gives us each day we wake up. Mm-hmm. Um, if you love your family, love them unconditional, despite their flaws, because there are some things that and actions that they're dealing with and doing because of their childhood. So. Learn how to love, like the Bible said, love thy neighbor as I love the church. Love, unconditional love. Mm-hmm. Understand your family members and people around you. So those those think, things.
1: It seems like those things, like you said, come with the open communication piece. Correct. That, you know, that, that, that you started off with. Okay, I love it. Now, there are so many more questions that I have for you. Let's take a break and we will be right back.
0: every heart every woman the show where women find balance peace and inspiration now let's get back to the show with your host Carla Nivens
1: Welcome back, everyone. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host for the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. Our show is a program of Love Ministries, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can get all of the great information about Love Ministries as you go to their website. Go to loveministriesbills.org. We do have one program coming up on Saturday April 10th, you can go to ArlingtonJones.com to get the information about how to go to that event and how to get tickets. It is Texas Tunes, Arlington Jones, and the Brethren. It's going to be a Medical City, Louisville Grand Theater in Louisville, Texas. So go to Arlington Jones get the information about that concert. You can always go to my website, carlanivins.com. We are having a great conversation and really getting to know the backstory of Quay Woodard. Quay is an entrepreneur. She's a hairstylist and she's made great sacrifices as she talks about her newly published book, Triumphs in the Midst of Tribulations. It is published by Rare Publishing, And I didn't say in the first half of Quay, but um, Quay, your hair salon, Quay's hair salon is in North Richland Hills. And so everyone can look you up that way as well. And you also told me you are having a very unique event, a father-daughter hair
2: event. Yes, so the um, father daughter hair class it, it started all uh, because I have single fathers that come with their daughters, and then and a lot of them have asked you know you need a class to show me how to do my daughter's hair when I can't get in touch with you,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and I said okay I will and, you know COVID hit so I had to postpone, um, so I actually just started that back up. It will be June twelfth and June thirteenth, um, and it's it's a class it's a fun. Um, Class is actually going to help fathers with bonding and fun and learning how to do their daughter's hair. Like, that is, I just thought that would be amazing to actually have bonding. Again, I grew up in a single parent home and my father was not around um, with the time. You know, Um, he was there financially, but not physically. He had his other family and stuff like that. So it was really, it's really important that I do things in the community that I missed out on that I don't want others to miss out on. Mm -hmm. Um, So, That's why I created that event of coming, you know, where fathers can come out, bond with their daughters and learn a new technique um, with their daughters. So, yeah, um, June 13th and June 12th. And then I'll be going on tour once other um, the locations are set for the other states and cities.
1: That is great. So you said you told me during the break that you, you know, posted this like I'm doing this father daughter hair class. And then it just went bananas from there. Then yes. the other people everywhere else started calling.
2: <laughs> yes, it did. It went viral. Like I, the second day, it was already at like 1,500 shares. Mm. And I I was like, oh, wow. I started getting phone calls. And um, I don't know if anyone heard of the hair book, Hair Love, um, about the father and the daughter.
1: Oh, no, I haven't.
2: Yes. it's It was a book that actually went viral. Um, And the father that is based on with his daughter, he reached out to me because the Mm -hmm. post had got so viral. They reached out to him. I was like, have you heard of this event? And Mm -hmm. so I'll be meeting up with him so that we can do some things here in the community. And there's a recreation center as well that I'll be working with. I'm just helping out in the community. Um, Everything I do is to help people because that's what we're here for. We're here to serve. We are not greater than God. And the best thing we can do is serve his people. We're servants for him.
1: Right. Right. I like that. I like that. And I like that your success really comes from your, you know, your own lived experience, your, your yes. life experience yes. You're doing things because of, okay, I didn't have this when I was growing up. Let me see if this can help someone else. And then it turns yes. out that it goes viral. So that's, that's really good. I like yes. that. So tell us about S-T-O-R-E-E, Sisters Telling, Overcoming, Renewing, Excelling, and Encouraging.
2: Yes. So that was a, um, once I left corporate America, um, I started an organization called STORY. Mm -hmm. And like you just said, Sisters Telling, Overcoming, Renewing, you know, all of this. So in, around my area, it's so hard for women to get together. They don't know how to communicate. Lord Jesus, they don't know how to communicate. <laughs> and so it was really important to me to have an organization um, or a platform for women to tell their story because everyone has a story right. um, and not be judged and to get encouraging words. So the, the goal was a story is one woman may be dealing with um, something, but she is very, very. Um, successful in another area well the area that she's weak at this sister can help her because she's stronger in that area and then the her weakest area can be her strength area so that's the goal of sisters telling renewing overcoming encouraging excelling because if we help each other where we're weak and build on our strengths together then we're excelling so encouraging one another is going to help you boost up your confidence um So I want to create a platform for that because you have so many organizations, you have so many women groups, and it all ends horrible. And so I know that my heart is pure and good, and that's what I truly want to do. And God has blessed me with the understanding that everyone is going through something. I felt that that would be a good platform for women um, to have.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A, a lot of times I, I went to this women's event one time. It was out of town. Um, and one thing she said was a lot of times women don't show like um, love to each other. They don't hug each other maybe sometimes. And so mm-hmm. there may she said in this room. that, And there were about, I don't know, 500 women in there. She said, you never know. When was the last time another woman said something positive to the person you're sitting next to? Said something positive and gave that person a hug. Um, Yeah. I don't know why that's so hard. So, so difficult for women, but.
2: It starts from my childhood. Hmm. It starts from my childhood. Um, Like me, I'm a hugger. I didn't, in my family, we, we were brought up where you show only tough love. It wasn't where you hugging all the time, the, the just love and flowers and unicorns. It was none of that. It mm-hmm. was just tough love. And so me, I love to hug. I love to get, receive love because I, I, I liked it growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you have people who had it and they just don't want it. They don't like to be touched. Um, because of what happened to them as a child. So that's where I'm saying, where you have to understand where a person coming from. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times you walk in a room and when you hear women say, oh, she she mean, she look, oh, she, you know. And I don't see that though. I see someone that's broken. I, um, I see someone that is hurting. I see someone that is dealing with something mentally. Um, and then through that, just, you you, know, you never know. How about you just take the step because you know you say, well, they didn't speak to me when they walked in the room. How about you take the initiative and you speak first? Right. Um, So things like that, you have to you have to kind of understand where other people are going. Now, not everybody is going to receive that, and you have to be okay with that as well. But as long as you do your part, there's nothing for you to worry about.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Let me ask you this, because I get sometimes I, you know, pull out a scripture and then I want everybody thinks of of scripture from, you know, different perspectives. And it really um, depends on what your your lived experience is. So um, I want to read First Corinthians 10, 13. Because people often quote this scripture when people have gone through trials and maybe they've come out the other side or maybe they're in the middle of it. So I wanna know what your thoughts are. It says, no trial has overtaken you that is not faced by others. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tried beyond what you are able to bear. But with the trial will also provide a way out so that you may be able to endure it. What are your mm-hmm. thoughts on First Corinthians 10, 13?
2: Mm-mm-mm. My life. <laughs> My <laughs> life. So basically I took that as um, truly like what I'm saying. I went through some tribulations and here I am today. It didn't kill me. It 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 bit it me. I broke a little bit, but God mended me. He it, it didn't stop or end me. Um I'm here today. And through that pain and tribulation, there's purpose now. He gives us something greater than what we went through Mm -hmm. um, because he's greater. He's bigger than anything that we went through. And I'm not the first person that has went through it. That's what the scriptures tell me. I'm not alone in this. I'm not the first person that has went through that. And I'm not going to be the last person, but God gives us these things and he instills purpose um, and strength in us that sometimes we have to go through things to reveal that that purpose and reveal that that strength that he has instilled in us that we didn't know we had. Um, so that's what that scripture mean to me, um, that one, I'm not alone and I'm not going to be the first or the last person to go through these tribulations. But two, also these things, are, we're going to come out stronger and bigger and then we're going to reveal some strengths and things and purpose that we didn't know that we had, that God had already instilled in us.
1: Amen. Amen. I love that. I love that. That's, that's, that's what life is about, It's bringing this beauty um, out and, you know, out of, out of us that we probably didn't even know, you know, resided there. And then as as these things are brought out in us, use those very same things to serve other people to build other people up um to uh to 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 build the the kingdom of god to to bless others i love that can you tell us your why i like to ask people you know what is what is the why behind what you do for other people
2: god <laughs> <laughs> the grace and mercy that he has given me the strength that he has given me I see so many people that are hurting and don't really know him. And what I mean by that, they know of him, but don't have that relationship with him. That is my why. Through me, they can see Christ, um, my forgiveness, my, my willing to help. Um, I want God to know that I am grateful. And what more way can I show that by serving his people? that's mm-hmm. my why. Um I cuz we can never repay God. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. he is God. He's Jesus Christ. We we can never repay him. So what one way we can do is to serve his people. And that's showing that you love him by loving his people, forgiving his people, and that's my why.
1: Yeah. You said something huge, forgiveness. And we hadn't planned to talk about forgiveness, but how how do you encourage people to extend forgiveness when, when especially if you're talking about a family situation, you know, mm-hmm. um, and people feel like, well, family should know better. You know, how Ooh. do you encourage people to extend, <laughs>
2: extend
1: forgiveness?
2: I hear that so often. <laughs> They're like, well, they knew better. They knew, they knew what they, they knew what they were doing. I tell people all the time and I, and I have to tell my boyfriend this too. Because he said, you're too nice. You always forgive me. You're too nice. I said, it's not about me being too nice. It's about what God has instilled in me. The thing is, what people need to understand, we hear it so often, but it's so true. Forgiveness is not for the other person. Mm-hmm. Forgiveness is for you. Mm-hmm. It takes more to hold a grudge than to forgive someone it does because when you and me i am that person y'all I, i'm i'm not even kidding i could have went through something with somebody for years don't even know what it's for see them in the circle, like hey and then i'll be like oh i'm not supposed to even be talking to person i'm supposed to be mad don't even know what you're mad for so you get what i'm saying it takes a Got lot it. more right. energy to mm-hmm. pull out negative energy than to have positive energy so forgiveness is not Um, Because a lot of times people associate with forgiveness is letting people get over on them. That's not true. You can Mm -hmm. actually forgive someone and love them from a distance. Forgiveness is so that you won't have that that bitterness and hatred in your heart, not their heart, because God has to deal with them on on their own time. And God is going to deal with you on your time. So you Mm -hmm. forgive them and you move on with your life and focus on the purpose that God has for you, as well as God, whatever they have for them. Once you have forgiven a person, and you have actually spoke with Christ about that, and you have dealt with the whatever you want, whatever the issue was, and you've healed. Now you can excel and move on because holding that baggage and that bitterness is going to weigh you down, and you cannot excel where you need to go if you're holding this negative stuff down. So forgiveness is not for that person; it's for you. And one of the things that was struggling with me was forgiveness for myself. In my book, I say forgive yourself for the things and places you were gone that harmed yourself and where you want, you hated, your, I, there was parts where I hated myself for the actions that I did, but it was so hard for me to forgive myself. So I want people to understand, forgive yourself because sometimes when we can't even walk in our purpose because we, we, we want to hide from the, the insecurities that we covered. So Forgive yourself. Be be okay with forgiving yourself first, and then forgive others. Because even with you forgiving others, that's still a part of your self healing.
1: Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, people can't forgive someone else because, like you said, they haven't forgiven themselves yet. You know, Mm -hmm. go ahead and forgive yourself because the Lord is not holding your. past sins or failures or mistakes or hangups against you. Mm -hmm. And he wants you to be a loving individual. He wants you to show the world his love. How else will people know that the Lord sent us, you know, that that we are Christians if we don't, if we don't love and part of doing that is extending forgiveness. And I always say for myself, this is literally what I do you you know somebody does something to you and what you have to do is apply the word of god to it so when you feel like oh i'm i'm not over that yet well what does the word of god say you know yeah. um the the word of god will will tell you and lead you in the right way you know um it will lead you into that forgiveness that you really need it'll keep your mind and your heart um set on the word of god so that you can start that healing process and forgive. And what you want is you want you want your your past issues in your hand. You want to be able to say, this is what I've been through and this is what I've gotten over. This is how I got over it. You can do the same. But then when you're still dealing with stuff in your heart and like you said, you see somebody and you're thinking I'm you know I I don't want to talk to that person. It's not in your hand yet. Get it to where you can say, hello. And, you know, the Lord loves you. I love you. And you can, you know, keep moving on with your life. That's when you know it's it's in your hand and that's when you can go ahead and start sharing your story and your testimony with other people. So other people can realize, um, you know, how can I get my past stuff in my hand, too? So that I can find that that success, you know, this that that we're all going for. Yes. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So, uh, Koi, you have shared so much with us <laughs> <laughs> and, and blessed us in so many ways. I want to make sure that I tell everyone how to um, get in contact with you, especially for your book and for your your um your, your hair salon and for your events, this, the father, a uh, daughter, a hair class and other events that you have coming up. Yes.
2: Yeah, so, um, I'm on Facebook under Quay's hair or Shaquella at Quay's hair, either one. Um, I could be reached at. I'm also on Instagram on under Quay's hair underscore 89. Okay. Um, my book, you actually can purchase, um, either if you're local, you can come into the salon, 7297 Glenview drive, North Richland Hills, Texas, 76180, or you can go on Amazon under triumphs in the midst of tribulations. So when you go on Amazon, just go under books and type in the title and I'll come up. Um, and yeah, or you can just Google, Google Quay's hair and then I'll come up. Well, yes. And Quay is spelled Q-U-A, Q-U-A apostrophe mm-hmm. S. Hair. H-A-I-R. Okay. I love
1: that. So you have all of these um, one kind of different creative thoughts. What is your do you have a creative process that you go you through know. when you come up with these these ideas? I, no,
2: I am all over the place in my mm-hmm. mind, but it comes together. Um, I was reading something one time I to say to someone else. They said most of the genius or the most creative people are all over the place, but they understand it. And that's so mm-hmm. true. Like the older I get, I'll be like, OK, I'm all over the place, but it comes together. And people are like, where do you get this? And it just is a natural thing. It's a mind thing. I'm always on the go. I'm always willing to help. I'm always. Um, it's just because I choose to bring my creativity and replace it with any negative thoughts, any negative things. So I replace all of those negative thoughts, all those negative things with things that makes me happy, and crafting, and activities, and creating things that makes me happy. So to keep mm-hmm. myself happy, that's what I that's what I do. I create things. Um, and do I have bad days? Yes, because I'm human. Um, but me crafting and finding things that I love to do it makes me happy. And that's what I think people should do because you are going to have bad days, Mm -hmm. but find, replace those bad days or find something that brings you to a happy place. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. I like that. I like that. Creative people, uh, everybody kind of has their different process. So it's always fun to hear how how it goes. And then let's, I want to ask about your family. So you, in your, you know, your book, you really are um, truthful and you, you, yeah, you, you let it all out there. So how, how's your family doing? How is the support coming from your family? Those things.
2: Well, um, unfortunately my mother, she still doesn't talk to me. Um, so I don't know if she's read the book or not. Okay. Um, but I, that's something for God to handle and deal with. Um, my father, I actually actually spoke to him before, I um, published the book, um, just so that he could be aware, um, him and my grandmother as well. Um, I let them know that I was molested because they did not know that. So I wanted them to hear it from me before they heard it from someone else that re- read the book. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just let them know that I am healed from it. I just want to let, you know, give you the grace of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so my dad, he's still kind of dealing with that aspect of it. Um, because since then, we, once you read the book, you'll see. But we are actually, we're, we're good. Um, he's just dealing with some, some of the things that happened to me. And he's it kind of hurt him. They, um, I mean, every father wants to protect their daughter. But I mean, again, he wasn't around. Um, so uh, my grandmother, she's OK. Um, I, again, my family, we're not really close. But I have a few cousins that have purchased the book and read it. And they text me and it's like, you know, I love you and I'm sorry that, you know, you went through that. And some of them saw it firsthand. So a lot of them was like, I saw it firsthand. So I know what you're dealing with and I'm so sorry, um, but I love you and I'm so proud of you. So a lot of them have said they're proud of me um, because the book is a positive book. It's it's, mm-hmm. it's showing people what I went through, but how I overcame it. And which is why I wrote the, the uh, created that name, Triumphs in the midst of Tribulations. Triumphs mm-hmm. means victories. Yeah. So in the midst of those tribulations, there were still victories that I, were, I was having. And yeah, so family, I mean, they're, they're proud for the most part. The ones that have read it and whoever don't like it, they haven't came to me. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I,
1: I like that. Like you said, it it is a positive book. And there, because there's a way to tell your story, to be truthful, to be open, to help others um, and be you know do it in in a positive way. So yeah. yes, triumphs um triumphs in the midst of tribulations. Yes. I I love it by Wooders. So everyone reach out to to Quay. Um you can find her on Facebook and you can get her book on Amazon. Quay um you I mean just just your light and your testimony has been a blessing. Um Quay and I both encourage people to keep going, keep loving Christ, keep finding the beauty in your life and extending forgiveness to others. Have a great week. We'll see you back here next week.